Welcome to this week's podcast. This is Rosemary O'Shaughnessy, Digital Content Manager. .ie. The aim of this podcast is to help entrepreneurs and coaches simplify digital content creation and support for business. This week, I chat with Marie Mason, who coaches entrepreneurs to outsource and scale business. Take a moment and listen. Hello, Marie. You're very welcome to this week's podcast. Can you tell me about your business, who you help, and how? I would be delighted to. So, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. I've enjoyed getting to know you through a group coaching sessions with another coach. So I really want to say thank you for having me here. And I enjoy getting to know you and your audience. So really quickly, um, in case people on your show do not know who I am. My name is Marie Mason. I actually am a business strategy coach with Business Solutions Academy. And I basically coach successful women, small business owners and entrepreneurs, basically to help them to build their systems and processes so that they can hire a team without feeling overwhelmed. And when I was a business agency owner several years ago, I found out the hard way. So now I'm keeping that and helping people overcome that challenge. So our students basically learn to streamline their workflows so that our scaling with outsourcing course and our women digital trailblazing community can help them really fine tune all those little challenges that a business owner faces. And I always tell them, you may be in business for yourself, but you don't have to be by yourself. That's why you have a course like this that has a coach and also you have a team to help support you because it's all about building a community right yeah very very important because both of us work also in the freelance industry and there's so many people trying to juggle everything or know every skill and do everything and it just doesn't work and um, when you get to know people, like luckily we both have people that we trust, then you there are people around you with just different skill sets who can help you. And also, as you said, experience of having gone through the hard way in the beginning before you know everyone and help people avoid being in that situation. So now let's discuss it. If you're running a business, there is a lot of moving parts. And how do you balance that? Like you have to do your accounts. If it's digital content, it is marketing, producing whatever you do with service product. So would you have any advice there on how to balance the moving parts? Great question. And I have probably more tips than you probably want to share in this particular episode. So I'll try to keep it short and (laughs) quickly. I do a budget review um, every single uh, month. And at the end of the month, I figure out where do I spend my time? Where do I send my budget? And where do I spend my energy? And I try to balance the three because if one of them is off, it's going to throw everything off in your business. So here's what I, here's what that looks like. Balancing your energy. I have to make sure that all my priority tasks are done and I put them in the order. 
And then I have to make sure I check my balance, my balance of my checkbook, basically. So I do the budget review. <laughs> and since I do have a team, I, the only one I really do the budget review with outside of my husband, of course, is my business partner. So I, we keep each other accountable. And it's always good to have somebody that you trust to keep yourself accountable to where you're spending your money, where do you need to trim back? What is it that you really like? I, he checks with me before he spends money because he's trying to keep money in his account and keep it, you know, solvent. And so you kind of have to have that checks and balances of where you're spending your money because at tax time, you don't want to be like, oh my gosh, I spent that much on software tools at the end of the year or I spent that much on something I really probably shouldn't have done, you know? So you really don't want to wait till the end of tax year to realize, oh my gosh, I don't have it all together <laughs> and I spent too much money. So it, it really helps you stay accountable to your budget. And it also helps you to be watchful of your spending habits because that's the biggest problem. It's so easy to grab that nice shining object. But if you don't have the time for it, then you're wasting money. So it's just one of those things where it keeps you accountable and, and also getting your helps keep your up with your bookkeeping. Because I adjust what I've spent for that year and I have a running total for that year. So if I do a monthly check on my budget, it really makes me realize, okay, this is what I can spend, this is what I can't spend, I gotta wait on this. So I have a wish list now of those things that I wanna get when I have the time in the budget to do it. But I have to make sure it's something that's a wish, a want and a need before it's even a wish, if that makes sense. Yeah, and also I would also think it tests things because it's very, very easy working online. Is just sign up for all kinds of things, as you said, the shiny objects. But quite often you don't know how effective or how useful you will find something until you actually are using it. Just to give an example, in my case, I use Canva and I use the professional version of Canva. But I actually started on the free version and I used it. And then I found I was using it for my own business. I was using it for clients. Then it made sense to go onto the paid version. And that's the question I ask myself. Will I use it for my business? And have I current clients that I will be using this for? And they're, they're good questions to ask yourself. Um, because just because there's a shiny object that says this is the new wonder of whatever it is. Greatest things in sliced bread. Yeah, we get those kinds yeah. of promotions right <laughs> yeah we all get them and it and they could cost you a lot a lot of money because I actually have a business friend and you know we discuss about any you know payments or regular payments thing and oh are those tools being used etc because there is time they're not being used then pull back or, or cancel them which is what you're talking about, which is very, very important. Now, when people are running their business, they very often, I'm sure you come across as well, get very, very overwhelmed. And when you get very overwhelmed, can nearly paralyze you that you can't do anything, let alone move forward. So what is your advice to avoid getting overwhelmed running a business? Okay, and that's where time will come into play. When you're, when I said to balance your time, energy, and money, 
Um, so this is a good question to lead in for time as well. So when you're overwhelmed, that means you're juggling a lot of busy balls, as my coach would say. <laughs> One of my coaches would say that. And so when you're juggling a lot of busy balls and you're feeling like they're all spinning around your head and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Well, if you're feeling too anxious about everything, it's time to stop. It's time to sit down and do a little calendar planning. And that means you're going to budget your time. You're going to figure out what's a priority task. And those usually have like deadlines coming up within a few days. Sometimes it's like at the end of the month. Whatever it is that's busy, that's important to, to looking important at that point, you need to make sure those priorities get done first. And that's where balancing your energy goes with that because you want to figure out what your peak energies are. Because if you're feeling overwhelmed, then you're dragging yourself at the end of the day when you're exhausted and you're pushing yourself to get something done for a deadline. When if you had taken the time to prioritize those tasks and done them during the peak hours of your energy days, uh, and then it makes sense to, what's the best way of phrasing this? It makes sense to carve out the times for, let's say, a big, huge task that you have. Um, break it down into smaller chunks. And then what, that's what everyone always recommends. Break everything down into smaller chunks. Take a big task, break it down. And then what you do is during your peak energy days, if you have a big project, take pieces of that project during your high energy times and work on that. And then anything else, you, when your energy is at the lowest, do something small like email or something or <clears throat> checking social media. You know, something that's not going to take too much energy and time and focus, right? If you learn to balance that and adjust how you spend your day and how you spend time managing your calendar and managing the tasks and the workflows, you're going to see a bigger difference in your increased productivity. You're going to get more things done. You're going to get done in your day and less things are going to fall to the cracks because you're balancing your energy and your time. And when they are do, doing good together, good things come out of that. I say this to my students all the time. I've even said it to the people at my bank who are eating up this, this one little short snippet that I'm sharing with you about balancing their time, energy, energy. And when I gave that short little talk, I probably did it in a conversation like we're doing now, five, 10 minute talk. They were eating it up. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I would follow up them when I went to go back to the bank to check on something. Oh, how'd that go? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I didn't do so well the first time, but after a while, I'm catching on to it. It says, don't beat yourself up if you don't get it right the first few times. It takes time to create a habit. So when you are trying to balance your time and energy and calendar, remember, it's all about creating a habit. It's all about learning what your routines are. And that includes figuring out where your peak energies are, where your medium energies are, and where your low energies are. You know your low energies. That's when you're starting to sit there and get, I need a snack tired kind of thing yeah and so that's what i'm saying it's it's when you know you know when those energy levels get up and down so when you have that creative streak and the great creative peak streak and you're like oh my gosh i got this great thing those are the times where you need to channel that energy into that project that you need to work on and try to get motivated it's much easier to be motivated 
when you're doing your peak during your peak energies. Hopefully that helps um, answer the question. I mean, it's a little bit unique approach to it, but I found that when I, I learned that beginning of my business, and I'm so glad I did because it's really helped me manage my time. It's manage my energy and manage my budget by following this particular tip. So and like we've often chatted about it, Marie, like say for instance, Zoom calls can be a huge energy suck if it's not organized because it's very if you do a Zoom call and then you have to do something very focused. What happened on the Zoom call could be on your mind. So like what I find is it's very managed when I do them and what I'm doing afterwards to keep my productivity. Now, what we're talking about is keeping on track and not getting sidetracked. And also business and life can give us curveballs. Now, if we're not aligned of what we're trying to achieve, so what is your advice to keep on track so we achieve our goals and even do better? Right. And this is while we have, and just to clarify, you're asking me how I do that with balance or how you can do that with balancing life curveballs too is that what i'm understanding? Yeah, and, and business curveballs because unexpected things happen uh which we know and um, but when the unexpected thing happens that it doesn't shock us and then we forget what the important thing we have to do that's what i kind of mean in every day exactly and and like and i don't know if your audience is is more solo entrepreneurs and they're all like us women business owners or men business owners where they, um, if you're one of those people that juggle all the hats and you don't have anybody on your team, but you do software or maybe you're getting used to starting to get familiar with software, it can be overwhelming when someone comes and knocks on your door and interrupts you. And you're like, oh my gosh, I had a great thought. And then it went out the door because somebody had needed had an emergency to take care of or what they thought was an emergency, but for you might not have been an emergency. <laughs> I have family that always say, mom, Marie, can you find such and such? Or I need to go to such and such. They're learning to, what I had to learn to do is one set up rules and boundaries. I know they're two different things. Uh, one is rules. If mom has a headset on and there's another person talking on there and the lights are on, both of my lights are on and I'm in the living room, that means quiet time. I'm on a Zoom call. Okay. Do not disturb me unless your fingers are burning or unless you're on fire or unless you're like bleeding internally. But we do have bleeding kits in the cupboard so you can go and check on that. <laughs> so check that first. That doesn't solve the problem. Come back here. We'll go take you to the hospital and I'll end the up because you're still more important than the cause. But at the same time, if there's if it's not life-threatening, it doesn't need to be done while I'm on the call. <laughs> and it, yeah. it's, it, and it's the same thing with my friends. I have a friend who used to call me constantly during the COVID years and because she was bored. And I kept trying to explain to her, I can't be free to get on a call every time you want me to. Because that was when I was really getting busy on Zoom calls. And I was doing them really late at night sometimes because of different time zones. And it got, I was a much more accommodating schedule at the time. Now I've learned to scale back and really focus on and not put everybody on my calendar. I want to put the right fit for my calendar. 
But the key thing is you've got to set rules. You've got to be clear about what it is that is important to you. And that that be communicated to your family. So you are important to me too. But while I'm doing this, unless it's an urgent thing, like emergency kind of situation where I have to take you to the hospital, then it can wait until I get done. And then I can focus my time on you and make sure you have that quality time. Make it sound like it's supposed to. And that's the same thing. And I hope I'm answering the questions. I feel like I'm going yeah, to slight. Because we know, and it's been proven. You know, all this thing, oh, we all can multitask. And you see, I have a friend, I always laugh, and she was always telling me, um, oh, I'm a great multitask. And you you can see she'll start playing with her phone and conversation stops. She's playing with her phone. She isn't <laughs> a multitasker. She thinks she is. Yeah. So like, I find exactly <laughs> the same. And also when you're doing work for, because clients businesses are different so the work is different so I what I do is I block it that I've, I'm focusing on x person's work and um, and they know and they, and let them know that is when they're getting my undivided attention and that works really really well now obviously for all of us if something is simple it's easier to repeat it's easier to scale and it's easier to get results. Have you any advice to help keep things simple? Gotcha. I just put a little note to myself so I know what to keep on track of because it helps <laughs> stay focused. Um, so really quickly, I love these questions. And I want to say, if I did interrupt you earlier, I do apologize. I am a work in progress. I'm always making improvements on myself. So there you go. That's my disclaimer. No one is 100% perfect, even if they like to think they are. So there you go. Uh, we're all working on ourselves and at some point or another. So I do want to say I apologize for that. But to answer your question about how you can scale and repeat and get results. I like this question and I used to not like this question because <laughs> I was never the type of person that liked sales. Oh my gosh couldn't stand sales and you mentioned sales I'd scream and run away <laughs> get on sales calls and I'd be like looking for the loophole <laughs> like <laughs> you say to me now you know what I mean? that critical mind so we always think negatively about scaling and, and you know repetitive work and, and and but at the same time those are necessary to get results so what I am done differently is I actually am working with a lead generator now who actually has software. So I'm automating the outreach so I don't have to be the one on social media all the time. <laughs> okay, there's some and, and I have someone setting it up for me and managing and helping me, communicating with me and we're getting on calls and we're working out all the, like, what is it that we want and the wording and all that stuff. So we work on that collaboratively. But and that piece but then he sets that ball for me and I don't have to do it <laughs> brilliant so same power out of me. <laughs> yeah. so in other words outsourcing because as it's we said we can't do everything so right. what would your tips be to outsource to outsource effectively 
that you know obviously you get quality work and um, you've good business relationships that it can continue to grow and obviously the better you outsource the yeah. more you discover the skills of that person you're outsourcing to which might even solve another problem so what are your tips for outsourcing well for one um i screen the people carefully um i check on who i'm i first figure out what it is i want to outsource and here's one of the biggest tips just like the lead generation I love lead generation, but it's extremely time consuming. It's also repetitive, boring work and bores me to tears after doing it for so long. And then in order to get consistent results, I wanted some help because I couldn't do it all by myself. And I tried lead generation manually with, you know, each person chipping in and doing it. And then I decided I got to find another way. So when I screened my, I'll give you an example. I screened my team members like my lead generator and my video editor and even my business partner and several other members I've had over the years. And what I've done is they get on it. I usually they reach out to me or I post something and I say, Oh, do you know anybody and get referrals? You know, we all have those networks, right? Finding people is usually not a problem, especially if they want to work. And then what you do is you interview them because I find it really helps to know about them. And I have a unique interview. It really is finding out what their background is, what their skill sets are, what it is, a little bit about their family life and their occupation, you know, things that, you know, what do they do for fun? What is their hot button? Why do they want to work for themselves? I want to find out the reason why. And then I really hone in on their skill sets. And I have worked with virtual assistants and freelancers and you name, you name it in that virtual world. And for at least five plus years and what i have found is if they have skills that i need um i can also offer them some free coaching sessions or they can access my course or i give them some tips and then i also give them some training and some feedback on things that they can use to improve whatever it is that they're working on and it's been a very good experience for most of them. So the key thing is, is you need to know, one, what is it that you, one, don't have the time to learn, even if you've tried. And I always try to encourage you to try learning it first. If you don't get it and grasp it, that's when you go and outsource that. You don't grasp it. You don't have the time to devote to it, but you need to have something like, the budgeting done or whatever the or everyone needs accounting so so maybe a bookkeeper then screen that bookkeeper for her skill sets make sure she knows the software that you know or he depending on if you prefer to work with i'm not gender exclusive when it comes to who i work with i have three guys on my team and i have some girls as well that handle other tasks so yes i have a balanced network but the point i'm trying to make is you need to know what their skill sets are they are struggling with a task that if they, if for example, if you have a social media manager and they're not getting the writing, then, get, but they're great at the graphic designs. I had someone recently I worked with, I took the writing over and let them handle the graphic designs because I didn't want to fight that problem. I said, let's work that out together. So you need to go and stay within their strengths. Now, 
I only worked with that on a trial basis and I learned what I what I did want and didn't want and I didn't like some of the things that transpired. So I just stopped working with that person. But I did it on a trial basis. And here's another thing, you need to have a trial basis with them. I'd say at least 30 days is a good enough trial to sit there and tell you whether it's a good fit. And if it, two weeks into it, they're giving you fighting and excuses or ghosting you, give them the sayonara notice and say, thanks for your time. I'm going to have to just, you know, end it now, whatever. You got to decide what that looks, those filters look like for you. You got to be able to know what you're looking for. And it's really about communications with somebody. It's about building a relationship. It's not just hire some here, get all the work done. You need to be able to hand that stuff over to them. So you need to have your ducks in the road too. You need to have all your documents, all your login details, if they're going to use your software. Um, you need to have all of that, your clarity about what it is you want them to do. You need to give them clear and simple instructions so they know how to handle it. And if you already have your written processes in place and you have videos, instructions or written instructions or some combination, because let's face it, as you know, with learning difficulties, we all learn differently. So yeah, everyone's and we process information differently. Exactly. So the key thing is, is find out also how that person learns. Do they learn better with video instructions, one-on-one -on -one calls, or do they learn by reading it? And then maybe it's some combination and you need to learn to work within their learning modalities. And people don't always take that time to do that. That's one of the things I have learned to do both as a coach and as someone who is hiring a team. And I do everything with freelancers. So they don't, I don't hire W-2s. I always hire the 1099 freelancers, which by the way, 1099s and W-2s are tax forms in the US, just to be clear. But for other people that are listening that might be from other countries, your tax forms are probably going to look different based on where you live. So, but that's just for clarity's sake. But hopefully that gives you kind of the snapshot is you just need to get to know them as a person. You need to know why they're getting this business. But at the same time, you also need to know if they have what their passions, what they're, if they're passionate about their business. And you also have to know how proactive they are in their approach. And you can, if people are, I always encourage people to, I don't micromanage my team. I said, here are the tasks, here are the instructions. If you have questions, reach out, I'll be happy to answer them. And I'll make the availability time to do it because we're all in different time zones. And they know my schedule now. <laughs> it didn't take them long to figure it out <laughs> like that. But long story short, they do know I get back to them within a reasonable amount of time. And they just wait for my response and respond accordingly. But the long and story short of it is you've got to be able to work within their strengths and recognize when it's something that's overwhelming them. Either give them some training, and I've done that. I've helped people get training so that they're clear on something. I also am willing to make tweaks and adjustments to what I'm trying to do, um, not just for them, but if something isn't working and it's clear that it's not going to work for whatever project I'm working on with them, then we fix it. We change it. We adjust it. Don't be afraid to make changes. Don't be so rigid that you're stuck on one thing. Be open to suggestions too, because sometimes they have some suggestions you had not thought of. And they might have tools and ideas to help you with that too. You just never know. So be willing to have an 
open communications with whoever you hire on and make sure you work within their strengths and their learning modalities. And those are my three top tips, I think, for that particular top topic. Yeah, and what I'd also say, um, and it kind of ties in with energy and all that kind of thing, if you understand when somebody is working and can organize to be working with them when they're at their best, um, that makes makes a huge difference as well. Uh, that's what I find anyway. Yep. Um, but that is communication and obviously having an old-fashioned chat. There is definitely a place for that. Now, we all want to build momentum and business growth. Have you any advice there? So for momentum and business growth, quickest tip I can tell you is stay consistent. Whatever you're doing and getting out there, you're going to have to stay consistent. So whatever your strategy is, marketing strategy, business strategy, whatever tactic you're using, whether you're doing lead generation or whether you're going outreach, connecting in person, online, whatever that is, whether you're doing social media posts, whatever it is, those social media web, uh, platforms tend to have different algorithms, so which constantly change based on people's interest in their information, in your information on the hot topics. So stay on top of that. Be aware of what your audience is looking for and give them the content they're looking for, you know? And don't be afraid to try, fail, and adjust. It's not going to be the end of the world if something doesn't start off right. You're only, here's a tip I always tell people when you're doing, looking for people, to, and you're trying to be consistent in marketing yourself. One, position yourself in the marketplace. Be really clear about who you are and your position, but also know what the pain points are and really hone in on the pain points and focus on what they, not what you need. You need clients, but focus on what you need. If you focus more on them and less on yourself, you're going to attract the right clients. And that's the other part of it is you need to focus on the people that want your services. The people that don't, you can love on them from a distance and say, okay, we'll just nurture them and you're in the nurturing cycle. But at the same time, the ones you really need to work with are the ones who say yes to you because they connect with you on a human level. And that's really the biggest thing. You have to connect on the human level. Yeah, and it makes it makes a huge, huge difference. It builds momentum. You yep. can... It, creates ideas and all kinds of things to improve business when you have that extra connection in the hu human level as well. So what advice would you have for people going forward? It, like, it's funny times and ways. The last few years have been strange times. So yeah, <laughs> what advice would you have for people to thrive now and going forward? Good question. So ever since 2020, we, we've heard the term a new norm. <laughs> and every stage after we've gone away from COVID, it's a new norm. So I think really what it boils down to is you can figure out what your normal, uh, your normal, what you feel is normal to you as far as building your business, building your 
life around your business. And you need to also make sure that you are, what's the best way to phrase this? Sometimes you have those things stuck in your head and you know what to say, but you can't say them. Moments, <laughs> and it's not good when you're on a podcast. Well, but anyway, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. So when you are dealing with your business and you're coming through different difficult times and you're coming out of the difficult times, you just need to be able to know what your biggest goals are. And then you need to remember your why you're building this business. Because that's going to get you through those difficult times too. I hope that's helping you understand that a little bit. The why gives you that extra motivation. Right, exactly. Obviously in difficult times, it can need extra motivation, which is very important because there's always the two sides of the coin. There is when things are going great and whatever, and then you have a curveball, you COVID or whatever it is. Yeah. So no, that is really, really help, helpful, Marie. And thank you very much for your time. So what I will be back to you, obviously with the podcast and, you know, if there is anything else, you have to get back in touch with me. And thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And if anyone wants a free gift, um, I don't know if any of your your um, anybody is looking for a workbook, but I have a free niches workbook, which is Discover Your um, Niche Workbook. And it's a free download. They're more than welcome to go to my Business Solutions Academy website and businesssolutionsacademy.com. And at the bottom of the page, they can go and look at at that and decide to download it for themselves. And if they need help, I'm always happy to help. Or I'm sure you can help them if that is something they want to discuss with you as well. But it's a free gift. Um, They can also get in touch with me on my website as well. So I hope that's okay. Yeah, no, that'd be brilliant. What I'll do as well is I'll write a blog post. And if you can send me on all those links, sure. I'll include them in the in the blog post and obviously mention you, etc. <laughs> and thank you very much for that. That is very, very helpful. And my listeners would really appreciate it as well. My pleasure. I'm always happy to give back to someone's community because it's all about helping each other, right? Because I is. hate to say it. It's really a small world after all. <laughs> it's a tiny world. Very and these virtual meetings make it smaller. <laughs> exactly. It does. Very, very definitely. So, so. Mr. Marie, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Many thanks for listening to this week's podcast. This is Rosemary O'Shaughnessy, digitalcontentmanager.ie. Are you a freelancer, coach or professional? Do you need help with WordPress, Canva and digital content? Get in touch with me so we can have a chat and you can learn how I can help you. Thank you very much for your support of this podcast. Rosemary O'Shaughnessy, digitalcontentmanager.ie.